Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, friends. We're back again with another episode of the Roto World Football Podcast. Football will be played today because today is Thursday. That's when you should be receiving this audibly through your ears and consuming it into your brain. And some science happens in between there, but I don't know anything about it. Again, if you enjoy this episode, do us a massive favor and subscribe. If you've already subscribed, then think about leaving us a review rating this podcast. Right now we're at 108 on iTunes. I know most of you listen to this on iTunes. And so please, please, please take 15 or 30 seconds and drop us some lines, preferably five stars. Again, it helps us out tremendously. I have, again, the Lord himself, Rich Rebar, here with me. Rich, what's up, buddy? We made it. I mean, here we are, Blaine Gabbert, Kellen Moore on a brand new painted football field. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have everything we dreamed about to start the season. And uh, TJ Logan in DFS. I mean, it's all <laughs> it's all happening. And that childish giggle that you heard was Roto Pat in the background as well. <laughs> the, my microphone is too good. It's not supposed to pick up all my childish <laughs> giggles, um, which I have a lot. I can't wait for the Gabbert Kellen Moore Bowl. Yeah. And Josh, this is a good time to remember that Uh-oh. your number one athletic comp. Uh, after you did your little combine with Kellen yes. Moore. Yeah. I sort of feel like you should be out there Thursday No, I, I, I am like a the, the 10% <laughs> version of Kellen Moore, which is really saying something. Um, <laughs> I, I actually went back and I, I might have even just talked about this on a recent podcast, but we, we were talking about social media videos and videos that we've put out, and 132,000 people have watched me run and work out, which is just horrifying. Like Are you still sore from that, by the way? I honestly was sore for an entire week. Like, I, I, I had it. not run like that, exercised like that in a very, very long time. And was very, very, luckily that was a Thursday and I don't come into the office on Fridays. And so I had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to recover. But it was awful. It was it was horrific. I, I kind of want to do it. Yeah, go ahead. Do you? Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. You don't. This, I mean, my only baseline was I have to beat you. Right. But. I mean, usually the the <laughs> the barrier for entry was Tom Brady before me, and now it is me. And so I think we will see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I start a trend here, guys. Like, and and the whole goal is just to do better than me, which is very achievable. It's very achievable. 
I, I do want to mention that both of the fellows on this podcast, Rich Rebar, Roto Pat, are contributing to the Roto World Draft Guide, which you can find on rotoworld.com. Uh, it's great. And again, we put out a magazine, and I don't want to you know downplay magazines. They're great. They're physical copies, but they're already out of date, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. And this digital copy of the draft guide has so much more in it that is constantly updating. It has rankings. It even has a system where you can input the scoring for your specific league. Like if some of you degenerates and savages play quarter PPR leagues, which some of you do, then you can enter all that BS and it'll pop up which and change the rankings because of it. It's great. Check it out again on rotoworld.com. Uh, guys, and I want already to... got updated. Will Fuller, Fuller projections on there. That's sad, man. Yeah. And I, I was going to bring up Will Fuller, but I, he's like one of my most owned in MFLs. Uh, anyways, I wanted to bring up this question. I've talked a lot, so I want you guys to talk. Rich, I'm going to go to you first. Since we are, I guess, in the heat of summer here, uh, what is your least favorite or worst summer job you've ever had? Oh, man. I I worked at a subway for six hours once. <laughs> and, you know, I just I left at my lunch break, man. They had me do, do the tuna there. I don't know if you guys know how they do the tuna at Subway. No, t- tell us how they make the truly tuna. Truly do not want to know. I do. I'm on the opposite <laughs> end of this. I have to know. It's it, you literally just get like this giant tin of mayonnaise and tuna and you guys gotta mix it together with your hands. And I was pretty much out, man. I was just pretty much out. I was like, Yeah, this is I'm like was, out this of the was... podcast after hearing that. This was a mistake. I was like, this is a mistake, and just never came back after my lunch. Did they call you or anything afterwards, or did you just, like, hit the road? Yeah, they, ca- yeah, they kind of they called me up and just said, you know, asked if I was coming back, and I was just like, you know what, nah. nah. I, <laughs> just you not took 20 it. cookies with you and just left. You never keep a lord at a subway. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> with, with, with the pedestrians out there, right, the peasants, the lord could not just – sit and make them sandwiches I, pat what about you i mean i tried but the sandwich artistry is just was just too much for me to handle <laughs> pat what about you um i i think it was definitely the job where uh i kind of was like somewhat suspicious i was getting exposed to asbestos um i was assured <laughs> after the fact that i was not it was the summer i was like working it was like in high school and i was helping to like remodel uh like the basement of this big building that was like owned by a family friend and I was like, oh, this kind of seems like asbestos. They insisted it wasn't, but I quit anyway. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, if I get uh, mesothelioma or whatever, uh, remember <laughs> me from this podcast. That sounds awful. All right. Then what also could be awful is, one, this podcast, but two, the Hall of Fame game that's coming up. I had this idea for this podcast that, as you can tell by the title, uh, the six most important or exciting things about this preseason that's about to take place the next month. Uh, none of us know what the two topics each of us is going to present. So if it falls off the rails at any point, that's why. But I also think it could be very interesting. Um, I will start. All right, guys. So we all get excited about rookies. Okay. Everyone. Get, You're not leading with Ted Ginn? No, especially me. I get excited about rookies. But I think more importantly are second-year players emerging, potentially. Which ones of this list? Josh Dogson, Laquan Treadwell, Corey Coleman, Braxton Miller, Paxton Lynch. I mean, so on and so forth. Especially a number of those were first-round picks. Rich, I'll go to you with this. Corey Coleman had like one or two weeks last year, and there hasn't been that much positive buzz about him. He's always been a big play threat, but 
in terms of his early ADP earlier this offseason, it's completely kind of tanked in the last month. Uh, do you have any expectations for Corey Coleman during year two? I still think he can run into like a wealth of targets. I mean, he had them last year. They were just very inefficient targets. You know, he was a guy that was targeted down the field, you know, as much as anyone else. So really low percentage types of targets he was getting and the conversion was really low on him except for that one game. So I think there's still some hope. I mean, he was pick 15 last year. Uh, There's really nothing, nobody to really get in his way uh, for reps unless you buy Ricardo Lewis is going to push him into the slot, which I'm not really particularly stocking. But yeah, I mean, I still think there's some hope for Corey Coleman. I think this is, is, we're pushing his ADP down where it should be. Because if you remember like one of the very first pods we did, we all talked about how it was insane that Kenny Britt was going below him. So, I mean, it's just, it's just course correction for the summer. Pat, do any of those names I mentioned or any other second-year players get your juices flowing? Not, I mean, no one like really jumped out as someone like, oh, man, yeah, I can't wait to see him hit the ground running this year. Uh, I mean, it sounds like Laquan Treadwell has remembered how to play football, so that's good. Uh, he's <laughs> going to be the number three receiver, supposedly. Yeah, I'm always very leery, obviously, of pre-camp buzz before an actual like preseason game happens because teams you know, want to have – you know, fan, the fantasy industry sometimes kind of wishes narratives into existence, like wish what we want to see into existence, and teams kind of do the same thing. You know, like, oh, Laquan Treadwell looks much improved this summer, and like, there's been a lot of like Josh Doxson looks much improved this summer, but there's no one that I Josh Doxson's been getting hyped a lot, but no one so far that's jumped out at me is like someone like, oh yeah, like I can't wait for this guy's season. I mean, Corey Coleman, somebody I need. Uh, he, I think I took him number two overall in the Dynasty League last year, yep. but um. I had no I mean, impact Josh, you on referred, that. <laughs> I think you referred to the the drumbeat of negativity around him. Was that you on Twitter? Um, I don't think so because I, I try to only stay positive around Corey Coleman. There's a lot of negative things <laughs> there, but you know he just turned 23. He was kind of the whole package coming out of the Big 12. You know, plays angry on the field, had yeah. a ton of college production, insane measurables. Uh, quarterback play should in theory be a little bit better this year you know the coaching staff kind of knows more who he is after one year but still a lot of uh very very red flags there and um yeah that's not not a very dramatic way to end the thought but Corey coleman's uh someone roto pat needs this year (laughs) i I will say this if if the bears can remind kevin white that he used to be good at football i think it would be in their best interest to go out to other teams and do the same thing with other players (laughs) i I love the (laughs) re-emergence of this meme because this actually happened maybe two years ago uh where like they it was a blurb i did like one or two years ago where like the bears sat down kevin white and like showed him his college film to remind him that he's good. Really, not probably the best sign that that's like happening again. Right. Uh, Eighteen months later, like every six months, they have to remind Kevin White that at one time he was good at football. Yeah. So I will say I was very encouraged when uh, I read earlier this off season that Kevin White had learned how to run again. Uh, I don't know if anyone does anyone remember that blurb. He no, had to literally like re relearn how to I run. I shouldn't laugh, but I Apparently. did. It did. It yeah, happened. it's kind of sad, actually. It's actually uh, very sad. Reeves, Sick person. What, what are you anticipating over the next month? I'm more or less looking to see, you know, these these situations of uh, vagueness try to shake themselves out, you know, uh, with the rookies and their opportunities that we know that there's presented. I mean, Dalvin Cook and latavius murray being on the shelf is he a guy that just take, takes this opportunity and buries latavius you know coming into the season uh you know zay jones is on a team with 180 open wide receiver targets is he gonna step into this role and, and get and take and just 
grab it by the horns and remember you're not supposed to use them all all up at once by the way rich yeah yeah well i mean just rookies in general the playing time opportunities is just like they're it's under one umbrella you know just kind of uh are these guys that that have these opportunities because there is opportunities out there, you know, the Joe Mixons of the world, the Dalvin Cooks, you know, the the Zay Joneses, Corey Davis. Is he really running with the first team? Is the second team? Is he gonna be a third? Like, ancil- is he used as like an ancillary piece to start the start the year or not? You know, that's just kind of what I'm looking at to see how guys are used and where they're getting their reps in the offense. You know, uh, that's basically what I'm looking for from the unknowns of the fantasy world. Uh, Pat, is there any part of the rest of the league that Reeves didn't mention that you would like to cover? I was just saying, I, w- I want to touch on a few things Reeves said. Real yeah, quick. go ahead. I've made this point a few other places, so forgive me if you've already heard it, but I mean, Zay Jones is definitely one of the guys to watch where this year he's kind of, from like a projected usage perspective, he's like this year's Sterling Shepard, like a, a day two pick that we basically, barring a completely disastrous camp, like someone we know no matter what is going to have a huge role right off the bat, you know, whether or not, you know, he might not necessarily deserve it, but the Bills have no choice but to kind of give Zay Jones this like high target, high snap role. So yeah, he's a going to be a real interesting guy to watch. And he mentioned Dalvin cook to Dalvin cook. Someone, maybe one of the players I want to see the most this preseason where in preseason, there can be a lot of false positives. We talked last time about Amir Abdullah's legendary, the most gift touchdown. Kaze Sharp. Time. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. guys are taking my notes here for later on in the podcast, <laughs> but I want to see, I'd be very, you know, will Dalvin Cook on first impression resemble the back he was in college film or will he resemble the back who posted those disappointing combine numbers? So he's definitely, uh, Dalvin Cook might be the rookie I'm most interested in seeing this summer. Yeah. All right, Pat, uh, give us one thing that you're excited to see over the next month. Something I'd be kind of excited to see, but I don't know if we're going to be allowed to see it or not, is uh, I want to see if Jamal Charles, what he looks like. Does he Hmm. have anything left? Uh, supposedly he's pain free in his knee. Uh, Devonte Booker, you know, is out two months. Uh, CJ Anderson is in the hashtag best shape of his life apparently. So we'll see how that goes. But Jamal Charles, you know, with not without reason, has been kind of left for dead. But I mean, this guy is one of the most unique players in NFL history. Uh, tiny, a little a little blur of a running back who's averaged over five yards per carry his entire career. Right. Maybe he's finally healthy. He's in an offense that's going to want to be run heavy. And uh, he he's he might be like a player over 30. I'm definitely the most interested in seeing this summer. Uh, I, I think we really just need to let this whole Devontae Booker thing go. Because I, yes. and I've never yeah. thought he's been good. Uh, I know a lot of people really liked what he did at Utah and then coming to the league, they were excited, but I, I haven't heard anything positive about him so far. And I mean, this team just keeps bringing in bodies at the position and teams don't do that. If they are excited about a second year player like Devonte Booker, right? No, not in, not in my experience. Yes. yes. I was not a big Booker guy. I mean, he was an old prospect that uh, really showed that he didn't generate a lot of yards on his own past like the line of scrimmage yards. But he used, you know, highlight yards as an example. And like I said, he was an older prospect and was really wasn't. He just really never, never tickled my fancy. Uh, so you guys <laughs> kind of took my next one. The rookie or emerging player, in quotes, who has one flash in the pan play that it's like the only game on during that week of the preseason or that night of the preseason. And everyone on Twitter shares it. Everyone goes crazy. We saw a few years ago with Amir Abdullah. We kind of saw it last year with the emergence of Tajay Sharp coming out of nowhere. 
And so I have my own guess of who that could be this year. And if you guys have any guesses, I would love to hear them. We kind of have already seen it with Corey Davis's catch yesterday in, in training camp and mm-hmm. Chris McCaffrey's catch the other day uh, against Luke Keekley, obviously. I think it could be D'Angelo Henderson talking about your Jamal Charles uh, backfield in Denver. I, 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 I bet we see a ton of D'Angelo Henderson, if that's even his name. I think it is. I think he's a real person. <laughs> he is. It, it is fact. Uh, and and I, I bet we see him have the most carries and most opportunities of that unit in Denver during this preseason. And it's, as we know, it's not like anyone else is sorted out in that backfield. Uh, Richard, are you a fan of D'Angelo Henderson's game, just looking at your models? Yeah, yeah, he scored really well. I mean, he was a guy that had high, high production marks and tested out just right on par athletically with how, how you'd want like a late round running back to be. I mean, he he fit he fit that mold. Uh, he's in kind of a quagmire, but I mean, we've already got Booker kind of out of the way for the first you know two two months here. So I mean, he's got a chance to make an impact, especially if Charles is not a guy that is is ready. I mean, we all saw those pictures of like Jamal Charles's knee, you know, in that car, you know, um, when he was I think he was visiting Seattle at the time when they showed it and basically made the joke that it looked like Hasim Rahman's head when he fought Evander Holyfield. But uh, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he's got a, soon, he's got a, he's got a chance to instantly become like a, a niche back right out of the box. If Charles isn't ready, Pat, do you have any predictions of who that could be this year? Um, it's probably going to be like, uh, it's always like a size speed receiver. Okay. It's going to be someone like Mac Collins or Ooh, that's a good one. M- maybe Kenny Gall- Kenny. How do you pronounce Galladay? Galladay. Yeah, and he got he he's he might not count because he's he was like a third rounder, but it's usually someone like Mac Hollins. So like he'll make like he'll be going up against like the third team defense, and you know he'll like completely he'll get like max extension on his vertical and like <laughs> yes. high point a ball, and everyone will be like, oh my god, yes, like this is why I took him in the fourth round of my dynasty league. You are morons. I'm gonna send a gif of this out <laughs> right now. It's gonna blow up football Twitter for three days, and then he like he's on the practice squad in week two. Yep, that's that's how these things play out. All right, Reeves, next up. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the just the injuries right now, and you know, clarity. I mean, the Andrew Luck thing is is something I'm gonna have my pulse on. You know, that for this this whole next you know month, you know, and seeks. I mean, you saw Dr. Gene Bromel. He kind of alluded to that it was it was probably unlikely unlikely that he will be on the pup to start the year. Um, but I, I need to know how many games he's going to miss if he misses any because there's a ripple effect with Andrew Luck. I mean, you look at T.Y. Hilton's career splits without Andrew Luck, and they are, they are just a, a travesty. I mean, he's played 10 <laughs> games without Andrew Luck uh, in are his career. Are you telling me Curtis they're, Painter can't keep it up? Rich, I gotta, I don't, if they're bad without Andrew Luck, I do not want to see T.Y. Hilton splits without Andrew Luck and outdoors. I mean, he's probably the worst player in football. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, his splits are terrible. The team splits are really bad. I mean, we all know, went through that season a couple years ago where Luck was in and out and Hasselbeck play. They, they even started Josh Freeman in a game uh, that season. I mean, they'll, they'll have super spin Meister Tolzien to, to, to helm things up, you know, to start the year, I guess. But um, we—it's a ripple effect. We've got—we like T.Y. Hill and we like Dante Moncrief as a touchdown like value. Jack Doyle. That's gonna get. Yeah, we like Jack Doyle as an emerging tight end. There's a complete ripple effect if Andrew Luck misses time uh, throughout throughout all the fantasy positions. So I mean, he's someone I'm be watching. And you know, obviously we've got the Jordan Reed thing. We have yeah. injuries today. It's gonna be you know just seeing what what changes and what guys you know end up suffering these unfortunate injuries or injuries in camp and how it changes everything we worked hard for and then just had to blow everything up the last month. If Flacco's one too. If we can extrapolate that to kind of preseason quarterback competitions as well, 
I'm very interested to see how the Browns quarterback shake up because just like what you mentioned with the Colts, I think we kind of say the same thing with the Browns in terms of they added so much to their offensive line this year that everyone's excited about Isaiah Crowell. Also excited about Duke Johnson, partially because of Hugh Jackson saying he might get involved more in the passing game. But then we have Kenny Britton on the outside. I know that some people are excited about their two tight ends and also Corey Coleman. I mean, that's a lot of draftable pieces on an offense with complete questions at the quarterback spot. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, all right, Pat. Josh. Yes, Pat. Okay, <laughs> finish this out. This is the six. That was actually a great point. I'm yes. sorry. No, it's fine. And I mean, you could say the same thing with the Houston Texans. Honestly, like it's a team where they had so many target players last year. Like New Hopkins was coming off a ridiculous year. Will Fuller started the season off great. They had just signed Lamar Miller. Yet we completely saw how terrible quarterback play can completely destroy the entire flow of an offense. And I would even go as far, and I know I'm going on and on here, but I think offensive line play could do that for the same thing. And the Bengals could have that with their offensive line. Again, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert, the running back situation, um, even John Ross in some situations. I, I wouldn't be surprised, Patton, if this offensive line is so bad that it completely handcuffs that entire offensive unit because all they can do is take three steps back and then get the ball out as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be good if Jake Fisher keeps looking like Eric Fisher's like 10-year-old brother. Uh, <laughs> I could kind of ruin everything. Too, a bad joke there? I don't know. No, I, uh, I, I got it. I don't I'm know circling if, back. I don't know if Reeves thinks to... that offensive linemen are real people, so I don't know if he got it. <laughs> I'm going to circle back to what you said with the Browns. Where I, I think – it was honestly it was a great point about the Browns. I will say I think they're kind of laying the groundwork there for Deshaun Kaiser. It seems, yeah, I, the reporters don't like kind of dream this stuff up on their own. And like every uh, Browns beat writer is like, oh, you know, Deshaun Kaiser is like ahead of schedule, ahead of where they were going to have him, uh, more reps than expected. And you can just kind of really see the groundwork being laid for Deshaun Kaiser to start in Cleveland and. Um, Maybe Cody Kessler gets a game or two, but it, it seems they're they're really trying to will Deshaun Kaiser into existence as their starter there, in my opinion. Pat, well, they have to. They, I mean, they have to basically play him at yeah, some point. Got to find out. Got to find out what he has this year in case you have you know, another top three pick next year, yeah. and you you got to get draw some conclusions from Deshaun Kaiser like, this year. Again, at the very least, they should treat it like Jimmy Clausen and not like the Jets did with Christian Hackenberg, right? Like those are kind of yes, the two yes, yes. ways that they can handle this. They either mm-hmm. let him sink or swim or – and they then they can't do it like the Jets in terms of just not play him and then go into the season with Josh McCown, Christian Hackenberg, and Bryce Petty because that's freaking awful. Um, but do we have an over/under on Jimmy Clausen starts for the Bears this year? By the way, I don't think uh, he's on the he's Bears. Not, he's not. No, he's not currently on the Bears, but he will be. <laughs> uh, wondering if we have an over/under on that. Pat, you should go to Vegas and make that bet because I bet you could get tremendous odds on that. Tremendous. Well, odds. The best was uh, Jimmy Clausen two Matt years ago. Started two different games. And they were both against the Seahawks. I remember playing the Seahawks DFS. In DFS, the Seahawks D started a game for the the Ravens and then the Bears that year against the Seahawks. Oh, <laughs> life is not fair. No, no, actually, Jimmy Clausen is an employee of NBC Sports. We went over this already. He's he's working Uh-oh. he's working uh, Notre Dame football. That's what he's doing. Oh boy! So uh, edit, you're gonna have to edit that so, out. Then. Nope. I am forwarding this to some of the head honchos who work upstairs when I'm in the newsroom. So congratulations, Jimmy. Pat. I, I'm just just ribbing a new employee is all I'm really doing there. That's that's what that was. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> that, that's just part of the <laughs> the hazing period, right? Just yeah, just for exactly. no that's how everyone gets it in NBC. <laughs> uh, that's just part of orientation. All right, Pat, finish this out. This is number six. Uh, we already used up a lot of the good. I want to see how Christian McCaffrey, how the Panthers actually use him. I hope they don't just use him as a third down back. Um, I don't think the Panthers are going to show anything different. I agree. It, would, it wouldn't make sense for them to. And, yeah, they could be, like, extremely vanilla yeah. this summer. That's yeah. actually a very good point. Of course, um, you know, how many snaps is Justin Hunter going to take from Darius Hayward Bay? Uh, that's one <laughs> you already I'm really made watching. that joke on Twitter. <laughs> I know. But uh, who knows? Not everyone follows. But, uh, okay, if we're looking for a serious one, I am interested to see if um, yeah, everyone – talk about something that was much gift and much retweeted was that Terrell Pryor catch on uh, Tuesday where he kind of skied in the he, – he, like, basically – like uh, got to near the top of his vertical and high pointed a ball with one hand. And there's kind of like a lot of talk about the light really coming on for him in his second full year as a receiver. And I'm very interested to see if he can like take that next, next maybe final step as a receiver, Uh, a horrible quarterback play last year. Kirk cousins can be a bit of a gambler. Sometimes he has a reputation too, for like being a stat patter and underneath stat patter. I think he's kind of more risky though than, Maybe people think I think he'll be willing to take shots to Terrell Pryor and yeah I'm just I'm he's a, a veteran because he had kind of a soft market he did get six million dollars but he didn't get a multi year deal right which was a, a little soft shocking yeah to me. yeah yeah a little softer market than people were expecting but the the early hype has been huge coming out of Redskins scamps so uh, very interested in Terrell Pryor this summer and I know yeah and you got a combo that bet on themselves both both dynamic you know cousins that's a good point. Yeah. bet on himself and prior bet on himself you know that one year deal could be fun man even if it even if it tanks they could be guys that just go out there and still they're still both going to be playing for big deals I mean there's always the contract year narrative do two contract years cancel each other out like is it too positive <laughs> become a negative and and again Terrell Pryor is young at the position but it's not like he's a young guy I mean he no. he's, he's 28 no. you know which is shocking when you think about it and yeah 28 he's basically i mean you're basically dead at age 28 obviously <laughs> uh, i mean i'm 30 i can barely i'm having i'm awake eight hours a day max so very worried about Terrell oh my gosh uh i don't think i have anything else i mean I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if rob kelly just like can run this year you know and if he can't does the <laughs> job just get handed to some Samaj P. Ryan or if like P. Ryan how good does P. Ryan have to look or better does he have to look to unseat Rob Kelly before this Matt Jones post type third year breakout are you calling it yeah no (laughs) I I, I think that obviously we're going to be here and we're going to be reacting to everything that happens during the preseason but it, it really is a time for me just as someone who watches all of these prospects I would, in most cases, if they are healthy and playing, take preseason viewing and preseason tape from these players and evaluate off that rather than continuing to go back to who they were in college because I think preseason just shows more because everything is honestly an even playing field. That's it. I'd say that's a smart take, too. You'd rather see, even against the Ravens' second-teamers, you'd rather see what someone you know, I was doing against the Baltimore Ravens instead yes. of like the Kansas Jayhawks. So. Speaking, speaking of the Ravens, I will be interested to see if they can actually form a 53 man roster by the end of the preseason. <laughs> well, now that they're, you know, they're like uh, crowdsourcing all their potential signings. So right. uh, that's they're turning to Twitter tough. next. 
Got to run in through. Got to run all the signings by the fans. Right. So yeah, it could be very difficult for them. Anyways, all right, guys. Thanks again. Um, and to everyone out there, you can find both of these young, bold fellows on Twitter at Lord Reeves at Roto Pat. Uh, don't follow Pat until like a few days from now because he just reiterated like multiple jokes he's made. So give him some time because he just loves the double dip is what I've learned. I got to stop unveiling material on Twitter before the podcast. That's right. really, it should be exclusive. I, I, I can at least tweet out like exclusive in all caps and be like Pat's new joke. It, it, it needs a window of exclusive exclusivity. I can't even say that word, but you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. I got to yeah. work on that. Yes, I do. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We'll hopefully start putting out multiple per week. Um, and, Again, check out the Roto World Draft Guide. There's plenty of information in there that is not free. It is slightly paid, and it is worth it, though. So check it out. And until next time, we'll talk to you all soon. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.